0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 5th of November. A man has been charged overnight in relation to the abduction of Cleo Smith in Western Australia. A 36 year old is facing a number of charges including forcibly taking a child under 16. Four year old Cleo had been missing for 18 days before police found her alone in a locked house early on Wednesday morning. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the latest from Perth. Tash, after than 30 hours of interrogation. The 36-year-old accused of snatching Cleo Smith from her family tent has been charged over the alleged abduction. The Carnarvon man is facing a number of charges, including one count of forcibly taking a child under 16. He's faced court and has been remanded until December six. While police have released the audio of the moment they found little Cleo Smith, take a listen. How's that you, Bobby? What's your name? You're all right.
1: What's your name? What's your name, sweetheart? My name
0: is Cleo. Your name is Cleo. Hello, Cleo. Hello, Cleo. Terence Kelly made no application for bail and will stay behind bars until he faces court next month. Australia is expected to hit the 80% double vaccinated milestone this weekend, but some states and territories are still lagging behind. Queensland, Western Australia and the Northern Territory are still sitting around 65% fully vaccinated. Meantime, Catherine in the Northern Territory has been plunged into a 72-hour snap lockdown after a contract worker at the RAAF base tested COVID positive. The man is not vaccinated and had been in the community for a number of days whilst infectious. Here is Northern Territory Chief Minister Michael Gunner.
2: The man has not travelled outside of the Territory recently. That means he caught the virus inside the Territory. We don't know where and we don't know when but this is community transmission.
0: We're set to find out today when the WA borders will reopen with Premier Mark McGowan to reveal the state's COVID roadmap. AMA WA President Dr Mark Duncan-Smith says authorities need to take a cautious approach.
3: They absolutely have to be cautious. We're in a um, COVID death zero state at the moment and effectively what we're doing is inviting COVID into the state that will cause deaths and it needs to be done very carefully and, and very conservatively.
0: And border restrictions have eased further overnight, allowing more people to travel between New South Wales and Victoria. People entering Victoria will still need a permit and have to comply with any vaccine mandates, while those entering New South Wales will have to be double vaccinated or risk lockdown restrictions. Meantime, Victorian and New South Wales leaders will push the Prime Minister to reveal the timeline for a COVID vaccine for children under the age of 12 during today's National Cabinet meeting. The lower dose Pfizer vaccine for children aged between five and 11 has this week been approved in the United States. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says it's important vaccines for younger children get rolled out as quickly and safely as as possible.
3: It'd be great to think that we could make a, a dent into that before the school year ended, uh, rather than having them out and about all over the summer, hopefully doing what kids do over summer, having fun, but without the protection of being at least first dosed. So there'll be things we'll talk about at National Cabinet.
0: And Britain has become the first country in the world to approve a game-changing antiviral COVID pill. The pill is used after someone tests COVID positive and helps reduce the risk of serious complications from the virus. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales, and there are concerns over a growing number of COVID cases sweeping across regional areas. Moree in northern New South Wales has recorded... 30 new COVID infections in just one day with residents now locked out of the border bubble with Queensland. Here's our reporter David Shiraz with the latest.
2: Good morning Tash, that's right the changes mean people from Moree can no longer cross the border into our state except in exceptional circumstances including for the likes of essential health care. The news follows three cases in Gundawindi with two out and about in the community for several days but there's no immediate plans to lock down there following those infections with the town having one of the better vaccination rates in the Sunshine State, sitting at 90% of those eligible having had at least one dose, but the Premier says this should all serve as a warning to the rest of the state that COVID is coming and we need to be protected by getting the jab.
0: And to South Australia and the state could be dealing with a police staffing crisis with a mandatory vaccine deadline approaching for employees who have until the 15th of November to get vaccinated or be stood down. Our reporter Sean Maynard says the police union has now met to discuss their next steps.
2: Yeah, that's right, Tash, just days after nurses here were stood down, as many as 400 of them for not meeting Monday's deadline for the mandatory jab requirement. Now we're learning police could be in a similar situation. Uh, The Police Association, that's the union representing local officers, has decided to back the estimated 200 or so likely to be sent on leave because of this rule. Uh, Officers will be taken off the job if they have not rolled up their sleeves for at least one of their jabs by then. This isn't good for SAPOL, which is already considerably stretched by COVID duties around the state, like looking after border checkpoints, compliance measures and so on. All that means for the future of their employment is unclear, no doubt. The union will be asking whether or not officers can be redeployed into other roles away from the frontline where possible. And as it stands, it's believed around 90% of staff have received at least one jab
0: the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, happy Friday. Well, it mightn't be so happy if you haven't been able to get your tax return in as yet.
1: Yeah, it's certainly not. Now, D-Day was this Monday. But the good news is, and I've actually gone to the ATO to make sure that this is correct, is that overdue returns can still be lodged through the ATO's MyTax service. Now, if you get in now, they're saying you should avoid any penalties. And the ATO has been pretty clear here that they generally don't apply penalties in isolated cases of late lodgement. Now, of course, if the ATO owes you money or it's a nil result, the general rule here is that the penalty is not applied. And, of course, if you're registered with a tax agent by the 31st of October, the Monday deadline may not even apply to you. But if you do owe some money to the tax department, let's say your liabilities are greater than $20,000, you will only have until March the 31st. Now, there could be different dates for different clients or how you set up, so it's important you check with your tax agent just to be in case just to be sure there. Now, four out of five people actually receive a refund, the average refund sitting around the 2700 mark. So I would suggest don't delay in getting your tax returns in. And the other point worth noting is that if you do keep delaying to lodge your return, there are penalties and the charge is about $222 for every 28 days past the lodgement date with fines reaching up to $1,110.
0: And it's a big week for shopping next week as if uh, people haven't shopped enough online during lockdown, a bit of a (laughs) click frenzy. It is.
1: It's a mammoth week of sales coming up. So on Tuesday, as you said, we've got click frenzy. The website suggests sales of up to 99%. Then on Thursday, we've got something called Singles Day. Now, it's a massive retail event in China that's gaining traction here. And prepare to save in stores like Dyson, and the Iconic. Even designer online stores like net have 20% off if you use the Singles 22 code. And then in that last week of the month, we've got Black Friday, of course, and Cyber Monday. But bagging a bargain isn't just about stocking up at sale time. To really get the maximum value here, you've got to plan ahead. For example, to get access to that click frenzy 99% off deals, you've got to register now. And that will give you access to their member deals. And some other ways to supersize your savings, well, the important one is draw up a list. Remember the golden rule here? It's only a bargain if you really need it. You can pocket extra savings by shopping at cashback sites like Cash Rewards or Shopback. And finally, watch those scammers because they love sale time as much as we do. Um, look out for fake emails, of course, from DHL and Amazon that ask you to download an Apple track or organise, your know, delivery. Try and keep track of what passes you're expecting.
0: Excellent advice as always. You have a lovely weekend. Thanks, Effie. Thank you, Tash. <laughs> Well now with Brett Thomas and Brett the Aussies made a big statement at the T20 World Cup last night.
3: Good morning Tash, they sure did. Adam Zampa's uh, five-wicket haul led them to a huge win over Bangladesh, uh, skittling the Tigers for just 73. We chased that down in the seventh over. Aaron Finch with a quickfire 40. The only thing that went wrong for Zampa in that dominant display was narrowly missing out on a hat-trick. So this is a, a good result for us in our hope of getting through to the semi finals Still need to beat the West Indies tomorrow night. They lost to Shwal Lanka at the T20 World Cup uh, last night as well, and our run rate has lifted, which is uh, another positive from uh, that big win over Bangladesh, Tash.
0: And this is interesting, Brett. A Melbourne Storm star is doubling down on his refusal to get vaccinated.
3: And this will have big implications for Nelson Sofa solomona who won't be able to take part in pre-season training or play home games in Melbourne until he gets the jab. Of course, under Victorian health rules, all authorised workers, including sports stars, need to be double vaccinated. Uh, he tweeted uh, or posted an image last night on Instagram uh, saying frontline nurses are kicking up a fast maybe we should be asking more questions it comes as his teammate brandon smith weighs up his future for 2023 and beyond triple m's brent reed says five clubs are chasing him when you look at that spine and the other players they've got at the club and clubs are coming for brandon smith around the 800 or more it's going to be really hard for, for melbourne to keep brandon smith i think and luke brooks the halfback from the tigers could possibly on uh, be on the move to the knights to replace mitchell pierce
0: and, Brett, another history-making moment for champion jockey Damien Oliver at Flemington yesterday.
3: Yeah, in some ways pretty lucky to be riding yesterday. The three-time Melbourne Cup winner, he copped a suspension for careless riding in, him, in the Melbourne Cup, but that doesn't start until Stakes Day tomorrow. Now, he was on board the favourite willowy in the VRC Oaks yesterday, and he just got across the line. In fact, he told 10 he thought that they were running out of legs.
2: I didn't know if I was going to get there till the last bit. The second horse had really looked like it had us, but I really asked her for a big effort late,
3: and she responded really well. And- so that's a record equaling seventh win in the Oaks. And just some AFL news coming through this morning as well, Tash. Jeff Kennett has suggested he may stand down as Hawthorne president early. The former Victorian Premier wants the Hawks to start planning to find his successor, but he set no timeline for a handover. Brett, thank you so much. Thanks, Tash.
0: And a new brigade of firefighting goats is coming to the rescue ahead of the bushfire season in New South Wales. The 40 goats are part of a new hazard reduction strategy recommended by the recent independent bushfire inquiry. Jason McKellar says the animals will be chewing through hectares of potential fire fuel in areas that are difficult for our firefighters to access.
1: The goats, they're hungry little critters and they can get through um, They can get through quite a bit of, uh, of fuel, which... Using our other methods, we'd have to clear uh, with machinery or by burning it.
0: And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. and We look forward to seeing you bright and early on Monday. Listener.